1: Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
2: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour. Power of Water and Water Life Science. What is that? Many years ago, now 10, I decided when I was asked if I'd like to have my own radio talk show, I said, yes I do, because I want the world to hear how important it is that the issues and problems that we have with the crisis of our fresh water on the planet Earth are taken serious. So I started this show with a mission to think about your health, think about the crisis of the water and its health on the planet. And all of you need to know how serious this is. Bring people to listen. We're syndicated with Voice America, and we're on Apple, iTunes, and many other syndications, Power of Water and the Planet Earth. It is serious. We are water. The Earth began with water. It began with water vapor around the planet before life and the organism of life began. But when that droplet of water around the planet was once a mist... It had a heavier evaporation. The climate changed around that droplet. Temperature changed. And it had a heavier drop. And it became rain pounding down on what became earth with fresh water. Life began and where we're at today with water. This is how serious this is. Have you noticed How often during a day do you stop and think about it? If you've gone to your doctor, did he bring up water, 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 water? In research and development technology, have you been hearing about the crisis of water? How serious it is? And the possible diminishing of the planet in time? Have you heard about your symptoms of your health? The complaints you might have with a fungus on the toe or a chest complaint or a gut reaction to how you're eating, uh, your eyes, headaches, common colds, diseases of all kinds. Have you been told that it leads back to the evaporation of your body water's loss throughout the body living with the water vapor of the air? And and that you're an individual. And this is what it's all about. And take this serious. The moment you left your mother's pocket of water, and in that pocket of water, you were building all those organs of water inside your body behind the skin. And the skin is water. Each organ has a percentage of water. Living with the planet Earth and the water vapor outside the body. Breathe. Moisture for life. The body says, I'm going to breathe. Moisture for life. And that's how it keeps you alive. <laughs> that's your yin-yang. Your life on this planet depends upon how serious is an individual you take water The moment that baby was born and entered into the water vapor of the air to keep it alive, it no longer was in that sack of water. It began an evaporation process per person. No two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, and much more. You don't even look just like somebody else exactly. You're evaporating water from that moment on to death. This is how serious it is your symptoms. Once you understand, it becomes common sense how important it is that each of your organs and your body and your lifestyle is water life science, listening to the power of water radio talk show, and keeping yourself reminded. Keep yourself reminded that you must thrive on water. The earth must thrive with water. And we must be understanding more common sense about what our health issues are living with water. Number one, you have to learn to breathe in through the nose, push it out through the mouth, filter yourself, do those exercises, breathe in through the nose, push it through the mouth and and filter yourself with the water vapor of the air. That's moisture for life. That's a yin-yang. It sounds kind of comical, but it's the common sin. Number two, learn to drink water, but drink it by the glass. That's your serious side of it, drinking. Because if you're drinking it by the whole glass, then you're able to let the body absorb up to eight to 10 glasses a day through a 24-hour period. Take that serious. To replenish those cells, live with that water vapor. You've got to replenish so it'll track your walking battery, like electrically charging with the water vapor or the air. The other one, your food. And we've got a doctor coming on today, Dr. Caperell. We're going to be discussing that today. We've, we've done this with many of our, our physicians throughout the United States and throughout the world that come to the show. On, on your food, your nutrition is how quickly you evaporate. And how you slow that down and slow those symptoms down or detoxify to, to detoxify those symptoms. Your food you eat is so important how you evaporate. Fourth, your exercise. Make sure, get some exercise a day. You move around and you do your breathing exercises and, and add that to your exercise in moderate of moderate walking or driving in the car. Breathing exercise, you'd be surprised how that helps you exercise your body too. You can do it without sitting in a car. Lastly, sleeping like the planet Earth sleeps. It goes to sleep. So you can either look out your door and see how the planet's wanting to live. And yet we humans have big roles in how the planet's living. The technology that we've been inventing hasn't done a good enough job. To keep that fresh water on the surface of the planet more abundant so that fresh water can uh, uh, supplement with the water vapor and they can electrolytically attract each other for a healthier planet, for a healthier human life, healthier all life, your plant life, everything reacts and you can tell by what's happening to the way our planet is living, the frustrations, the anger the challenges that people are having with out-of-control diseases. Can they cure them? Yeah, I'm 74 years old. We, they used to try to cure diseases, cure them, diminish them. We're not getting rid of them anymore. We're, we're postage stamping them. I can say that. I'm in the medical field in research. You can't postage stamp the cure. You've got to get rid of the problem, the disease, I never used to like to say in my own research disease, but we have a problem. We're not learning how to cure. we got to take personal responsibilities with how we live, and we need to learn more about listening to this show and learning more about from the physicians we bring in, the scientists we bring in, the authors of famous books worldwide that we bring to the table. For you to be reminded and you to learn more. And when you're listening to this show, it's like you're an eavesdropping in a laboratory of study. We're studying together. You'll learn a lot. Today, Bonnie got me uh, some research on the internet and I'd like you to hear, Bonnie's my secretary. Search importance of water and here diet and a healthy diet. Look all of that up and you'll see search importance of water for a healthier diet. And then you'll also go back and look at something, search water for your nutrition. You can search water from all the different directions to get the backup that what I'm saying is referenced. You can look up power of water and reference. You can look up biologic aqua water life science and reference to our research center. We're going to listen to our sponsor before we talk to Dr. Art Kaprala, and it's Nature's Tears Eye Mist is launching here in China here soon with our new partners. But what is Nature's Tears Eye Mist? Many years ago, physicians around the country had asked me if I would study the evaporation of the eyes, water loss. I was shocked. The surface of the eye is 99% water. It's not an eye drop. It's not a formulation. It's not saline. It's water. And that surface of the eye must maintain, for you to have a healthy vision and a healthy life, a healthy brain, it must maintain 99% water and not over-evaporate. And if it over-evaporates and you're not supplementing it with water and the water vapor the air is not working to supplement enough for you personally, as an attraction to that that water vapor to supplement. You need a supplementation. So the physicians asked me if I would create a technology with a handheld portable device to supplement the surface of the eye, and we did. It's nature's tears eye mist with just a mist to breathe, for the eyes to breathe moisture for life. So life of the eye can be supplemented and slow down that problem of the vision impairment by providing that supplementation it requires. It's very important to your health, your eyes. By far more important than I knew years ago, and now it's being taught that the human eye organ is by far very healthier, is is responsible to the health of your whole body. Your eyes must maintain health. Your eyes must maintain that must moisture balance with the tear film. Well listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, which is a mist. It's a tissue culture grade of water. It's the trade secret. Listen to the to the sponsor and you'll be very surprised at how exciting to be able to mist your eyes now. As you're eating the proper foods, you're going to sleep, you're getting the proper balance of exercise, you're drinking water, you're breathing, but you need that new handheld portable device to supplement the surface of your eyes for a healthier eye. We'll so listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Art Cabral.
0: Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now back to the program.
2: Doctor Caparald, are you with us? I am. Well, thank you for joining us again. I know I enjoy having you the in the past, and uh, you've uh, I wanted to tell the audience about uh, your background and your focus here. Uh, Audience, Dr. Caparald attended California State University in Long Beach with a focus on human biology and graduated Cleveland Chiropractic College. He he, He continued his education with hundreds and hundreds of postgraduate courses focusing on nutrition, diet, lifestyle, and clinical management and whole food nutritional supplements. You've been an advisor to authorities around the world on what is becoming, as you know, doctor, a focus with the physicians and in research. What are you eating? (laughs) Right,
3: right, right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine um, the circle of uh, what is happening? And and I have my my head of my research, uh, my my um, medical team, doctor. Philip Payton is an uh, ophthalmologist surgeon. He got so into the study uh, with the Cleveland Clinic and the, and the nutritional stuff a few years ago that he became absolutely every single patient he sees doctor, he talks about their diet. And he personally became vegan and is very, very uh, worried about people not taking that diet seriously and he just I went in his office one time and this one patient says oh he saved my life from um, because he changed my diet and uh right. because he started focusing on getting people serious <laughs> about it and i am such a busy person doctor and what i do no excuse but it's a, what it is and he, he swears i should find somebody to cook for me every day so i have no excuse not to eat the more right. vegan diet <laughs> Yeah, but tell tell us about you and uh, what is happening out there. What have you been learning?
3: Well, it's you know I was I was listening to you speak while I was waiting, and it's it's really refreshing to hear what you're recommending for your listeners to do because most docs, um, as, as you probably well know, don't have them do the basics that are the things that create health and. You know, water intake and nutrition and exercise; those are and you know, really good quality sleep. Those are kind of the cornerstones of helping. And you forgot health.
2: one of the. Excuse me for interrupting, but there's a new one out there that I've been really pushing on, and in the research that I've learned and the doctors I brought from all of the planet Earth to study with me, breathing. That breathing well, yeah. is vital. And um, absolutely have you ever you know I had a doctor in, uh, on, on the other day from oh gosh I'm embarrassed from what country he was in he said oh even between even in between your commercials he said I was sitting here doing my breathing exercises he right. said I'm glad you brought up breathing
3: <laughs> and you we- you know, it's really fascinating because when when people are out moving around and mobile and walking and doing things, there's there's natural large breath that, that kind of occurs naturally and most people are sitting at a desk all day so it's important to actually stimulate that, that respiratory system that way. And you're absolutely right.
2: Oh, it's vital. I have to yeah. tell you, doctor, you know, I'm in research and, and all these years and um, so a few years ago, I Thanks for this radio show I had some doctors on that were really unbelievable, um, teaching me some new thinking. And so I started diving into more about why is it the art of Chinese medicine is so unusual and unique than the rest of the planet? Mm-hmm. And as I because, I've been gone into China and we're, our company is launching the product nature series. I miss, to help their eyes in China and the medical field. And I was surprised that when I got back to Tai Chi, Qigong and started sifting and dissecting that therapy so far back by thousands of years. And it wasn't by accident that somebody did it. They they learned if you're not breathing correctly, your body's gonna be full of disease. And that breathing and, that, and this is and, and then I had right. a doctor on from University of Washington doctor. Dr. Jerry Pollock, who's been studying water of the body with his team. And then Dr. Pollock says, you know, Sharon, there's a, fourth wo- there's a fourth water in the body we found. I said, really? And he said, you know, you're right about that body living with the water vapor of the air. It's like we're the walking battery charging with electrolytically the water vapor of the air. Well, if you're not breathing, Dr., also, that breathe in through the nose as an exercise and push it out through that mm-hmm. mouth as a filter system during the day as an exercise, sitting in the car, wherever you want to do it, every once in a while. You're not going to filter that out. Right. I don't care how, much you, how well you eat, how much you drink. You can drink tons of water too. But that breathing is vital to your filtration of your body to allow it to electrolytically communicate with that water vapor like a, a battery. And I have a friend who's a scientist, air comp, airport controller background, and she said, Sharon, how do you think of the plane fly? You studied the vapor electrolytically.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Everything in life, our, everything in our wireless, our phones, everything electrolytically of course the human body electrolytically lives with that water vapor but that breath has got to be taught and then the drinking water of course and you heard the five things I said but doctor that breathing is a big secret and I had someone on the other day who she's a doctor she had cancer got in remission and she said Sharon you're right about breathing she said she tried to make sure all of her patients knew how to breathe, but she said she's had people say it saved them from a stroke, a heart attack. They were shocked, the physicians, teaching people how to breathe. It's like a natural childbirth. When you learn how to breathe correctly, you don't feel the pain the same way. It's the same thing the, lot, the body has to filter. But excuse me for taking over the show with you on breathing. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's okay. That's but, okay. You're uh, absolutely right.
2: Back, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, it is. And uh, but tell me what you've been learning about uh, this whole plant food because I always like our audience to be reminded. We have probably physicians listening and scientists listening and people from all walks of life, but they need to be reminded of what we've been learning so they will practice
3: all of well, that. And what
2: have you been learning?
3: Up, yeah, that that's absolutely critical. You you made a comment about learning and being reminded and that's what I find at least in my practice that's kind of the cornerstone of getting them to move forward you you have the basic building blocks of what they need to do but they have a life that they've developed these poor habits in that have to be changed and remodeled again and so it's it takes I don't remember the statistic I think it takes 18 times to you know create a new habit and so Patients are going to, at least my patients, go sometimes two, three, four weeks before they start to really understand what they need to do. And so constant repetition and having somebody like you Mm -hmm. to be able to constantly remind of what it is that they have to do. And then when they start to see that, learning how those things affect their body. And I I do that with food all the time because all Uh of my patients have to make dietary changes Uh within the scope of my care. And Uh what I'm looking at is, you know, along with probably a half a dozen other things, but, you know, we'll just talk about diet right now. And so by shifting their diet, then I get them to create awareness around their body as to how it feels and how it functions when they're eating certain foods and when they're not eating certain foods. And so then they can start to see, oh, if I eat this, then this is the shift that I see in my body. And so it creates more of awareness, which helps in the learning process.
2: Now, I'm going to back you up for a second, too, and remind the audience something you said there. Uh, when you say a shift, <laughs> excuse my cough, you, what happens with the body when you take and change that craving of the body? The, cra- you know, the body craves if you haven't been treating it well, and it craves the wrong thing. Would you hold for i will let you talk to the audience about that? I'm sorry in cough.
3: No worries. So <coughs> she she was talking about shifting and it's really important because <laughs> you, you know, go ahead. Are you are you back?
2: Sorry, oh, I'm done. No worries. Um, but that craving, have you noticed with yourself that with anybody who's not eating correctly. The body tells you, by the way, it's craving. it crave the wrong food.
3: It does. And, I mean, unfortunately, certain mechanisms in the body can perpetuate some of those cravings. And so uh, there's, there's things that will shift. And that's the interesting and fun thing about my job is that <laughs> everybody is different. And so even if somebody comes in with some of the same um, clinical symptoms, and, you know, a diagnosed disease is by a medical doctor. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's still their specific plan of action or plan of treatment is going to be different than somebody else because they're a unique individual. And so determining what it is that's causing that, that craving, and it can just be something as simple as they're eating too many of one foods that's causing a, you know, a specific sugar problem that's, it's creating a blood sugar issue and an getting inflammation the in the
2: body and inflammation to where the body has inflamed that it's saying, uh, oh, I'm over. Well, and then I'll take you into my research. It'll be over evaporating doctor. Um, uh, yes. when the body is over, is going through, uh, trying to alarm you, give you a alarm button, a, a buzzer, it's because it's, over-evaporating and it can't keep up with your choices of what you're eating Um, so you've got to slow that evaporation process down you know that for some reason people hear the word dehydration well when you hear the word dehydration it means you've over-evaporated almost a death so Mm -hmm. when you want to slow that evaporation down your eating habits are very important to trying to solve your complaints, your discomforts, and possibly the disease that you have, the problem, that Correct. information.
3: And, you know, one of the problems is, is that a vast mm-hmm. majority of the population, unfortunately, eat an inflammatory, a, a pro-inflammatory diet. And so, getting them to just start to shift that process and understand mm-hmm. that the foods that they're eating... Are perpetuating a lot of the problem is is you know what I do, and so um, but it's now uh, a... what
2: you've been learning when you've been learning this and all of our doctors that come on are all agreeing with you uh, throughout the world that uh, that the diet is so important and we need to learn more about the whole food diet. But the challenges is like one of my doctors said, Sharon, you're going to have to hire somebody to help get you uh, the because whole food diet to get your protein content. I I love lo- doctor. I just love vegetables. I'm I, I love anything to do with green and vegetables and steam and so on. But how does a person get their protein without standing there and cooking uh, for so long? Have you any secrets to that for us to learn <laughs> to get well, the protein av- out of those I mean, vegetables
0: you
3: know, and Well, I I'm I'm a little different, you know, belief. I believe that you know we have to have some good protein and some good fat on a regular basis. Um and so I I have because one of the things that perpetuates blood sugar issues is you know not having it enough fat and protein to initially stabilize their blood sugar. And so, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, in the beginning, I'm going to have them eat good good wholesome fats and good proteins until we get their blood sugar stabilized. Because if not, we're never going to be able to stabilize that, that blood sugar mechanism. It's always going to shoot low. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be part of the problem. Most of the meals that my wife and I cook are half an hour, maybe 45 minutes or less. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we cook everything from scratch every night. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, one of the things that I see with my patients, we're all wound up so tight because we don't have time to do the things that we're doing. And one of the things that I have my patients do is take some time every day just for themselves. So they have to unplug. They have to get away from all the things that they're doing on a consistent basis just to be and relax. And so Mm -hmm. if cooking relaxes them, then that's that's a good way. For some people, it's meditation.
2: I'm going to stop you for a second. I totally agree with you. Um, Have you noticed that people almost feel guilty to slow down, have nothing around them, put the cell phone down, notice nothing in your ears, and just face out and relax. I think I, I, it's, some people uh, have a feeling it's like taking the wind out of them.
3: <laughs> right, and I, I think that it's uh, some guilt, and I also think that it's there's there's some neediness to be connected, and and that's the way that they're trying to connect instead of just sitting mm-hmm. down and having a conversation with people. Um, Most, I mean, you know, just just walk around and look at people, and everybody is on their phone texting. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I, I, so this is a perfect example. Um, We, you know, we have a boat, you know, we go out on the lake, and we tube and ski and stuff, and, you know, we took Mm -hmm. somebody out, and we're towing people on the boat, and they're texting. It's like, well, you know, you know, we're doing a really fun thing here. Why are we, you know, having to expand into that
2: area. Right. Well, we need and to so, take a moment with our sponsor, and we only do this once during the show, and we're going to come back, and we need to discuss that also because I'm a little worried about the new, this new trend of people not being, learning how to relax, and this is going to cause a lot of serious diseases that absolutely. I see. Well, we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Fears Eye Mist, to supplement the surface of the eyes that are 99% water. Always do that. If your doctor recommends a eye drop, remember the eyes are not a compound, a formulated ingredient or saline. You need to supplement the surface of the eye to slow down the evaporation of the eyes. That's what causes vision impairment that also just, that causes your anxiety and um, many of the diseases that you have, for, that you have complaints with about fatigue and, and um, the, the fact that you maybe have more allergies and, and more common colds. The eyes are trying to tell you something that they're over evaporating. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Caparral.
0: All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Hour at yahoo.com. That's Hour at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Uh, Dr. Kaperald, uh, when we took our moment there, we were talking about this new horrible habit As people cannot sit there without... Uh, holding their phone, it sounds like even on a day's outing with a family boat, or wherever they go, I don't care where, you could be anywhere, and they're sitting there doing nothing but face into the phone. We've not only seen it with our kids and other people, but we're seeing it. I'm going to hit some bases here. All these politicians, everything is hold my phone, and everything is on that Hand, a palm, and can you imagine the health hazards that are happening with that person that are so unhealthy? It,
3: absolutely, N- you know not, you know, and that's not even talking about the the issue with having the phone so close to their head or so close to their body on a regular basis. That's a completely another topic, that, you know, that we can actually get into.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, but yeah, you know, let's uh, just
2: say, you, know, you you're one of your. Many things that you've studied and became professionally able to do as a doctor, as a chiropractor. Can you imagine what is happening inside that body with the evaporation out of control, a body water loss? The fact that the body's tension muscles and those organs are uptight because they, they because of the, that person wanting to always be on, uh, um, That trend, uh, that focus of that holding on to it, can you imagine the body's tension? It's not relaxed. They're not relaxed. The nervous system
3: just goes crazy. The nervous system goes crazy. Right. Right.
2: Right. Can you imagine the future in the next few years of the diseases and the complaints and the problems of individuals who couldn't let go?
3: Yeah, it's, it's not going to be pretty. I was, uh, I was speaking with somebody just like several days ago, and there's a book, <clears throat> and I don't remember uh, the date, but it was written back in the 50s, I think, 1950s, um, and it's called Pottinger's Cats, and it's about a what medical doctor.
2: Doctor, I'm sorry. It was called what?
3: Pottinger's Cats?
2: How do you spell that?
3: Uh, P O T T E N G E R C A T S.
2: C A T okay. Pottinger's cats.
3: And it's okay. it's about a I'm medical doc- spell it. <laughs> no, that that's okay. It's about a medical doctor who uh, was doing adrenalectomies on cats and for mm-hmm. uh, for for medical purposes, he was trying to, you know, create specific things for the work that he was doing. And he noticed that most of the cats were dying after the adrenalectomy. And so he started doing tests on three different groups of cats. He he had one group that he would feed only whole foods to. That means uh, raw protein, you know, raw meat, raw Mm -hmm. milk. Um, And then the second group would be a combination of both. And then the third uh-huh. group would be all processed foods, all overly cooked meat, uh, canned milk. And uh-huh. the cats that ate the completely processed food by the third generation could not reproduce anymore. And their uh-huh. their nervous systems were a wreck. And so uh-huh. we're, we're on the verge of our third generation of processed food here.
0: You know, wow. we're starting to see
3: infertility uh-huh. issues and we're starting to see those things. And so... Um, I don't, I, honestly, I really don't know if we'll be able to recover from it. Um, I'm, I, I, I have hope, but...
2: Well, I we know. will. I have a strength going. Uh, globally, wh- what I do with my research and where I'm going with this, with what I do, is mm-hmm. we're going to be starting here soon uh, a new project with a team of thousands of people that are joining me. And Good. we're going to, We're calling it a new lifestyle. And it's water, for example, water life science application in your everyday life for the health of the earth and, and the new lifestyle. To get people mm-hmm. wanting to learn, wanting to understand, wanting to reach out and feel better
3: right. and
2: learn and be educated and be craving... What's available to
3: learn? People want to learn and want to be educated. There's just, I don't think there's enough of us right now to do that to all the people. And so by you putting something like that together, it's going to be very beneficial.
2: By thousands. Now, do you have, do you go on the internet, uh, on the web and have people follow you uh, by what you do? Do you have uh, certain people come in buy things from you that you recommend? Do you get those followers?
3: Yeah, my... My patients all do that. Uh, I am actually developing a brand new website. That's going because I'm starting a lecture series, and I'm going to start mm-hmm. doing a lot of promotion and speaking to the general public, like I used to to doctors, um, uh-huh. just to start to educate people. Because I think, you know, the you spoke about the internet. The internet, I, I think, has been helpful and. Not so mm-hmm. helpful because, you know, you can't always trust what's on the Internet, but the people have access to a lot of information. So I want to make sure that people are really right. getting right information. It's really That's important.
2: That's uh, what I'm after, too, and I'll get a hold of you uh, when we go to do this because the thing is, is we, we can bring this together uh, with the behavior of algorithms, but the focus would be where people can come in and have confidence of learning about what they could, uh, without having to be so fragmented. Right now, when they okay. type in something, it'll take them to Information Highway, and then they have to decide what's what, where what, and it, the time it takes to try to understand and narrow in a little bit to make some decisions. And right. uh, And people are craving, wanting to learn, okay, I have fungus on the toe. Okay, I'm going to type that in. And they want to learn. But it can be so fragmented with how you learn because all of a sudden here comes these products distracting you about what you're trying to learn before you get to what caused the fungus on the toe, right?
3: Sure, sure. Absolutely. And
2: so you're on the right track. And uh, uh, our world as a research center here uh, is focusing on the whole planet, though, because we think it could become a lifestyle with those people that are holding that palm thing, that, that wireless phone, and uh, what they could be doing with it in case they have a complaint that day, and how do I zero into a spot of, right. of, yeah, where I know the quality is there. I can be confident. It's not a pirating, uh, trying to make money off of me. They're trying to teach me where I could learn and we can participate together. And you'd be surprised how much we can learn from these people, too. I, I'm a believer that uh, education can come from the entrepreneurs that live in a hut, and then all of a sudden they share with us something they learned. And uh, when they begin to want to share that, then all of a sudden the rest of us, we're all in this together. Right. This new lifestyle, right. I'm going to call it. But Absolutely. back to you and your future. Uh, so you're going to start a new lecture series hitting our consumer, not the professionals.
3: Yes, I, I I used to travel the country teaching doctors how to do this work, but what I I'm and and I would teach some some lay people, but I found that if you teach the lay people and create the need and the want, then they'll go out and search for the practitioners in their area that actually do this specific right. type of work. And it makes it much easier.
2: And you know, doctor, don't forget those kids. Don't forget those students.
3: Oh, I know. I know. Uh it's it's interesting. I, I had a lot of children in my previous practice because one of my first patients was a fourth grade school te- uh, a fourth grade school teacher, and uh, he would start to see a, gr- a child's grades go down, and he would uh, refer the patient the the child to my office mm-hmm. with the parents, and you know you know within the next semester he'd be up to, to grade points right. again kids,
2: you know, I'm a believer uh, in fact, I'm one of these days when I find the moment with my radio show, we're going to grow it up bigger get wider out there, beyond more commonly more but I want to get kids to be, uh, students to be hosts and hostesses too because there's so much young people want to learn and they're, you know when I was a kid I used to, (laughs) I'm 74 doctor, but when I was young I would be so excited about learning about something or wanting to do something and, and it wasn't anything to do with partying and my parents would say well you're too young for that one yet and I could hardly wait to get old enough so I don't mind aging
3: <laughs> but <laughs> I find
2: myself with young people like I was to learn to reach right. out and get people to want to learn with you could you ever know enough it's impossible so that you can right. learn from each other. It's like you and I on here today. And then I'm going to take you back to uh, some of the things you've been teaching. your uh, Okay, so you're going out now, and you're going to reach out to the consumer. What are some of the things you want to give a message to the consumer? What are you going to teach them?
3: What, well, what are the I'm points? Gonna... Well, there's, there's, there's several different ones. I'm actually doing a short lecture now on um, health and consciousness. Um, because what i fa- and you know what i found is as people become aware of their body and, and aware of how the things that they're doing that are creating ill health and how the things that they're mm-hmm. doing that are supporting their health shift mm-hmm. their awareness and it, it it actually shifts their entire life and so i'm Okay, I'm going to dive short. in real
2: quickly now. What is ill health? What, what what are some of the complaints you're getting from people about their ill health?
3: Oh, it can range from Digestive issues, fatigue, um, heart problems, diabetes. I mean, it's okay. all across the board.
2: Okay. So they have symptoms that are causing yes. them. Um, and you're trying to help that. And then you're going to try to get them wanting to be educated. You know, that's the thing, too. You want them to want to learn. Don't just uh, depend upon the doctor or the book all by itself. Right or the picture, or whatever, you will have to be... Well, it's kind of like one time somebody told me, I was just during the Olympics right now. We should always be in the health Olympics every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Well, that's... Get out of bed. That's the interesting I'm going to train to be healthy today. Right?
3: Right. That's the that's the interesting thing about the way I do things, is we actually have... I, I have an initial consultation and, and, a, and, and an examination, and we determine... What's going on within their body, and then when we meet again, I tell them everything I found and what I think it's going to take for them to get to their goals. And we actually make a, a, a commitment to each other, where they know their responsibilities and they know my responsibilities. And so, part of their responsibility is the process of learning what's going on, or or I don't take them as a patient because I I have a very high success rate due to that. And uh-huh. and so it's important that it, it's important for me that my patients get well, just like it's uh-huh. important for the patient that they get well. And so making sure that they know the commitment and what's expected of them and what the responsibilities are really makes it easier for me because I'm not having to push them uphill. A bit. Then it uh-huh. becomes more of a team. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: A lifestyle of you working with them, but they take the responsibility to practice what they're trying to. Trying to absolutely use them, uh, yeah. And, and this this is something, audience. You have to really stop and think about I don't care if you're a scientist, you're a physician, you author books. We all have to be reminded, don't we, doctor? It, it's we all we all get busy, we forget, and uh, but we have to learn every day that our health is affecting somebody else's health. And we need to be healthy. And the lifestyle of our everyday thinking and our responsibilities is can we learn every day what must be learned for us to be individually healthy. And, Doctor, when your patient comes to you, isn't it sad they don't come until they're really, really unhealthy?
3: Yes, it is. It really is. But, you know, many people need to have a breaking point before they act, and, I, and mm-hmm. I can understand that in some, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. ultimately it would, it would make their life a lot easier and it would cost a lot mm-hmm. less money on them if, if mm-hmm. they would just start right, ahead, you know, right away and start taking care of their body now. And you know what I'm always telling people you know, when I lecture is, I'm not looking at you now. I'm looking at 30 years down the road. You know? So if you're 50, I'm looking at helping you have a better life when you're 80. Uh-huh. And so, you said even 80. Though, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I even though time. you don't have any health problems now, okay, you health may problems. have some health problems when you're 80. Uh-huh. And so, by doing the right things now, you will have a better life right. 30 years from.
2: And don't you think? I truly believe this. I think people could learn to live very long, look good, be well, yeah. healthy, if your if your outlook would be just what you said. Uh, And then, like somebody had said to me, and I truly believe that, be in the health Olympics in your lifestyle should be healthy. And that brings other people to be vulnerable to that, too. But I have to tell you, with what I've learned, when you're having, if you have someone who's not healthy, that is vulnerable and unhealthy around other people. All Mm -hmm. of a sudden, there's unhealthy people around that unhealthy person. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. Very that healthy much so. people help other people to be healthy, and the body does exactly. that electrolytically. It, uh, it's like a lightning rod of how you live, is the, how you, the people you have around you and how they're wanting to live. Now, real mm-hmm. quickly, what do you and your wife, uh, let's say you get up in the morning and you think about your nutrition, I call it nutrition, not eating, uh, the morning. What do you start out the morning with, and and during the day, and then how do you usually eat during the week? What are you trying to pick up on some certain strengths in nutrition?
3: Well, I I usually always start with some eggs in the morning. I'm I'm a blood type O positive, and typically I found through my awareness of my body that I have to have some protein every meal, and so mm-hmm. I I'll, I'll have eggs in the morning. I know that's contradictory to a lot of people in food combining, but it, it tends to work for me. Um, lunch is always a big salad with different types of vegetables in it and some protein, you know, whether it's turkey or, you know, some meat, a leftover from the night. And then dinner is, is, is always a vegetable, a protein, and sometimes, you know, we'll do brown rice or things like that. Um, and so that's that's pretty much consistently the way, it, you know, the way it is. Sometimes we'll add, you know, beans and legumes in. Sometimes, you know, we'll do other types of things, but it's always traditionally, for lunch and dinner, it's always traditionally vegetables and protein. Um what about
2: your fruit and uh, nutrition? Do you try to get some fruit during the fresh yeah, I'll,
3: fruit? Yeah, I'll do that usually in the morning or I'll do it like in the middle of the day for a snack. For your um, snack, I don't, Okay. I don't do well if I eat fruit with a meal just because I tend to, you know, blow it up too much. But if I have okay. eggs, it, it tends to be okay for me.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what do you do for a sweet, too? Because that's a nature I, to our life, too. Uh, we like a sweet.
3: Well, that's the thing eggs. is I, I, uh, I'll eat fruit if that's the case, but I have been doing... In eating this way for so many years, going on 23 you years,
2: that, you don't get that, that, I, don't for get that.
3: Any, I don't get a sweet craving. And so mm-hmm. what my job is with my patients is to get them to the point where they don't have those cravings.
2: There you and go. And I've seen That's it happen what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Now, and your beverages, uh, you drink obviously your, your water, but do you have a beverage that you drink that you find is healthy for you?
3: Um, occasionally I'll drink unsweetened iced tea, um, mm-hmm. I, but I usually just drink water. Um, uh-huh. I, you know, sometimes I'll drink, you know, sparkling water, but I don't drink sodas. I don't drink mm-hmm. uh, much. I hardly drink alcohol at all anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do occasional fruit juices, but if I do fruit juices, I'll mix them half juice, half water. Um, yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. the ex- that's, that, that's the extent of my
2: liquids. Now, with kids, real quickly, we have just a little time left. With children that come to see you and their families, how do you get the child thinking about a better diet, real quickly? Uh, because that's hard on parents. To have a heck of time getting kids, but if they get talk to somebody yeah. out at home.
3: No, you're, you're how do you absolutely do that? right. That's, well. Um, when I have children come to me, either with a health complaint or they're not doing well in school, or they get in trouble a lot, or. Um, mm-hmm. It's never the child that's the limiting factor. It's always mm-hmm. the parent. Um, because the, the, the children want to do the things they need to do. The parents mm-hmm. won't take the time to make the meals or to, okay. or to dole out their supplements or make sure okay. they have the right foods for, for school, mm-hmm. those type of things. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, before I forget, and I'll, I only have a minute left, what do you think about supplements? Can people overdo supplements?
3: Absolutely. Um and especially with the internet though or advertising, they'll go on, oh I have this symptom, I need mm-hmm. this supplement. Well that's not the case. And unfortunately mm-hmm. most of the supplements that people buy are some that it can eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very, very big um I recommend that you only do supplements by somebody that's trained specifically to do that work. Um mm-hmm. because you know, I, I've I've had patients come in sick because of the supplements they were taking.
2: Right, I know. I'm glad you said that. Well, we're out of time. <clears throat> How do people find you on the internet?
3: Well, uh, they can go to conceptsforhealth.com. My website is underdeveloped. Be ready at the end of this month. We'll, we'll okay. put it in together, okay. a new website, or call okay. me directly at five five nine four seven five. What other question?
2: Okay, well, let's do this again sometime. I really enjoyed having you today, and I think we did well for the audience.
3: Well, thank you, and you have a great day, and keep up the great work.
2: Thank you. You be well, too. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, bye. I want to thank you today. Uh, The doctor, what what this show is trying to do is remind you and get other listeners reminded of what we need to learn more about. And I think today on this show... That I could try to bring up the young students and different ones and maybe I didn't do it as enough, but we need to get young people involved in better thinking and diets, better thinking about how to breathe, better thinking about drinking water and, and, and being lazy once in a while, not holding onto that phone and sitting at a computer. We need to get our young people uh, more of a lifestyle of thinking about how to take better care of their health. And, 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 and try to learn to relax. And if I could get through anything today, I'm hoping that the five things that I teach, that uh, you learn to breathe, learn to drink lots of water by itself, no added ingredients, right nutrition for you, moderate exercise, and sleep. Don't expect the pillow to do it. Learn how to do your breathing exercises and go to sleep. I want to thank you for listening today. We can all embrace this planet Earth. It is so special. And as we're listening to others out there saying what we can all achieve, but remember, without the water, there is no health and no planet, and it will all diminish. The Power of Water Radio Talk Show wants you to embrace your life and somebody else's life. The Earth whispers, don't forget. You need to leave something of yourself behind for all the generations of the children to know that we cared and that the power of water is going to get for the earth to be here for eternity. We want to thank you for listening, and you be well.
1: Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.